You're listening to The Farah Podcast Starring Todd Perry I can smell gay sex I can smell straight sex Buck Perez This is the advice I will give on my daily talk show When I eventually have it And from the rotating game of Cigar Store Indians, Jeff Armatz. That's like the Mercedes of vibrators. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Far Out Podcast. My name is Todd Perry. To the right of me is the great Buck Perez. Hey, Todd, how we doing? Doing good, Buck. And to the left, coming back for another show, our good buddy, the comic book artist, my good friend for many years, the wonderful Jeff Armatz. Happy to be here, Todd. Now, uh, Jeff, you just went to the restroom because we recorded a couple shows. This is the third one out of our session. Did my wife try to foist a banana on you? She did not. Uh, I think Buck ate that the banana. What was that? Yeah, what, why was that? I felt kind of just like if I rejected it, it's like, you know, I'm visiting a native tribe and I don't eat their <laughs> shit. You know? It's like Indiana Jones in the yeah. Temple of Doom where you he's better like, eat that. Yeah. this is more food than these people get in a week. No, because my wife, like, something cracked on our, we had a big, you know, I don't know, what do you call it, bunch of bananas, in my, and a couple cracked, so my wife knew they are going to go south. Mm. So I just went to the bathroom before Jeff, and Sarah's like, have a banana. I'm like, I'm fine, I had a banana earlier today, what do you want, blood? Yeah. But, you know, it was somewhat in a dilapidated state, I'll just say that. It like, looks pretty brown already. <laughs> it's looking, yeah, I'm looking at the peel after I ate it, of course. Don't uh, leave it on it the is... floor, because we'll have some really good visual comedy that no one will be able to see when I slip on it. <laughs> Whoop! Uh, but it was, and it, the tip was very gnar. Like, the tip of it, I kind of like, you know, second-guessed, why did I take this? Well, did you from... say gnar? Are you like... Are it you... was pretty gnar. Are you the Jewish chick on girls? Sorry. Yeah. I know from back in the day, when uh, I learned to, I learned how to do something in high school, I was always just told to just do the tip, so... Um, <laughs> If the tip's no good, then you can't get with the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. It's rotten from the head. We've had a lot of uh, hot banana talk on the show uh, recently. One of my favorite bits on the show is when we talk about the guy winning the big banana, and we talk about peeling a banana. I don't know why. Like Somehow food talk ends up being my favorite stuff we've done on the show. But I like to thank everybody for listening to the show. Uh, The show's doing better than it ever has at this point in our career, and so it's uh, it's very... uh, it's very exciting, you know. Thank you to all the new listeners. Yeah. Uh, and uh, if you can, we don't ask for any donations on the show. We do have many advertisers that you hear us talk about. But if you can leave us a review on iTunes, that would be amazing. Uh, just you know, click, give us a uh, three stars, five stars, whatever, however you feel we are. But uh, that's that's the only. Uh, money or accolades we're taking for the show is good iTunes reviews. You it know, is good for you're us. You're so. too hung up on the stars. You can't get hung up on the stars, man. No? No. When Beyonce lost, uh, her girl group lost in Star Search, you know, did she give up? No, she didn't. No. She went on to rule the world. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she fucking rules the world right now. So, so yeah. So, Buck, are you, are you the Beyonce and I'm the Kelly Rollins of this group? I would think so. You know, I always thought that uh, out of Destiny's Child, I would... I would jump on top of Kelly Rowland's before Beyonce. I think mm. she's hotter. Yeah, she is. Yeah. I'm just kind of surprised you guys know the people in Destiny's <laughs> Child. I don't. I, I know who right. Beyonce is, but uh, the other two are big Kelly Rowland's. It's always Beyonce, Kelly Rowland's, and that other chick because she came in midstream, right? Yeah. They broke the whole group up and then they just brought her in. Yeah. She, like, eh. The other chick's like the shemp of Destiny's Child. <laughs> right. She was. 
But, you know, what, whatever hipster rock you're living beneath, Jeff, you don't <laughs> diss us for knowing who Destiny's Child is or are. Right. Uh, on today's show, we're going to talk about an experience I had recently at a head shop. And we're also going to wow. get into a little bit of advice that we're going to be giving to people. So, Were you buying me a Christmas gift at the head shop? I know you don't smoke. <laughs> what the hell are you doing there? Well, I'll explain, Buck. Oh, my gosh. Uh, this morning, uh, my dear wife, I had to take her car in for uh, to the Jiffy Loop, the local Jiffy Loop over here in Lakewood. Mm. And whenever I go to the Jiffy Loop, it's right next to a head shop. But just for a moment, I don't know if anybody feels this way, but whenever you take your car over to a Jiffy Lube, I feel like it's the greatest, like, clip, what do they call it, the clip shop, clip game, clip, I don't know, any, any place where I'm trying to fuck you out of your money. Oh, sure, yeah. It's a clip job. And you go in there, and then you, you go to, you know, you, you pay the $27 for the lube job, and then they're always like, they pull out the filter. And then they look at the you look at the filter and you're like you want to replace this it's thirty nine ninety nine and they go I don't know and then then I feel pressured and then I'm always talking back to the cholo it's, it's like your wife with a banana dude yeah just forcing it's it on. like forcing it upon you but then the thing is once you do the first refusal on the filter then the guy clicks a button because you're right in front of the register with him and he goes. Okay, maybe I can do it for fourteen ninety nine. <laughs> and then you go, no, 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 no. And then the guy goes, okay, I'll just put it on there seven ninety nine. I'll give you a new filter. And they do this for everything. And they go, uh, I think you need to get your radiator flushed. And you mm. go, what's that going to run? And they go, uh, one nineteen. You go, ah, well, I'll catch you next time, the next three thousand miles. And they go, then they hit the button. They go fifty nine ninety nine. And they just keep going lower and lower. And then you want to go. <clears throat> so if I would have said okay at one nineteen. You would have just everything's told Everything's good. Yeah, everything's yeah. good. So yeah. why the $40 markdown after the first no? Yeah. It's called negotiation. Yeah, but it's it's just him hitting a button, right? This is I'm not it's not the art of the deal with Donald Trump here. Right. This is just some dude and he's got those weird jiffy lube glasses on like the clear I don't want to get oils and oil in my eyes like figured out by like the lawyers all came together and said he needs to wear that. Well, okay, just on the subject of jiffy lube I know a lot of people who are more car savvy than probably uh, I am. And, or anybody in this room. Anybody in this room. Uh, they just change their own oil, and it's like it costs like $3 or something. Yeah. Like, but then all, uh, all we're all suckers for going to Jiffy Lube in the first place right. for getting our oil changed and spending $27 for that task. Now, do they just smell the like kind of like this guy doesn't know shit about car scent on us? I think if you're in a Jiffy Lube, then it's you don't know obvious. shit about your car. <laughs> it's just pretty fucking <laughs> obvious, yeah. It's like the the idiot garage. I know it's, it, but but it's always a stressful situation. So once they start doing the lube job, there's a head shop right next to there, and I've talked about this on a previous show, where last time I was at Jiffy Lube, I walked over there trying to score some basalts, <laughs> and then Buck said, "Todd, you look like a narc." Right. Right. Yeah. So I went in you there. I, I went in there just to kill time because I had nothing better to do, and the uh, football game wasn't that interesting inside of the Jiffy Lube. I think all Jiffy Lubes are near head shops, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I go to a different Jiffy Lube than you do, and it, there's definitely a head shop within walking distance. And it, it, it reminds me of the old joke. One of my favorite jokes in the world is an old salesman joke is, what does La Quinta mean in English? It's next to Denny's. It's the old. <laughs> but, so I go inside, oh. the, I go inside the, head, the head shop, and they had the, it's a head shop slash sex store. So they have like vibrators and shit, but they also have uh, water pipes and then the weird fake weed stuff. And then I was looking because I've been wanting. Do, do they have like a dick bong? 
You know, to to kind of mix the two or yes, like you yes. know, yeah. made so, out of glass. Yeah, nice for for the. Uh, I only smoke weed out of dick bombs, <laughs> of, of course. Bongs. Get the fuck out of here. They're phallic symbols to begin with, but you know, you just market it to certain people. You got that? They have the balls right there where you put yeah, the the ice and all shit, the, the ice, water. Yeah, 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 ice in the balls. And then you light it. Yeah. It's very offensive to me. I never want ice near my balls. <laughs> but I, I, I go in there and I'm like trying to get, score some basalts because. One of the only things I've, re- I mean, there's many things I've been wanting to do on the show, but there's two shows I want to do. One is the uh, Promethazine Syrup Show, where we do uh, some sip syrup. Nice. Uh, make sure I'm there for that one. Nice. We want to do a, I want to do a sip syrup show. Where we do the whole show on sip syrup, and I want to do a basalt show where we do the entire show snorting basalts. Skip me for that. <laughs> okay. But so that's what I wanted to do. So I was going there trying to score some basalts for tonight's recording session. And I go through there, and I, I, I don't see any. But I do notice they have a whole hookah section in the back where, where people can buy, like, the hookah stuff. Sure. And I always feel like when you're at a party and there's the guy that rolls up with the hookah, you know, you've, you've been to these parties, the hookah, where they have the, the weird hookah tobacco that goes in there. And that, yeah. that's always the guy who has no friends. Oh, I, I, I love hookah, man. But but that guy but the guy with the hookah thing is never anybody knows that well. Uh, he's I, like somebody's buddy. That, that's the hookah. Hey, it's a mirror, the hookah guy, and I, he shows up and he's like, "Oh, you know, I got the best shisha." You know, and then you smoke it and you go, "There's no nicotine in this, <laughs> and there's no pot. I don't get high off it." And then my teeth taste like Jello the next morning. You know what it is for me? It's not the hookah. It's a vaporizer. I hate the idiots that show up with vaporizers at parties and shit like that. And I never like I don't feel like I'm really smoking weed out of a vaporizer. No. Do you know, you know what I'm talking? I never smoked out of a vaporizer. Come on. I don't nev- smoke weed. So God, you have to experience life, my friend. You're on your own on that one. What? But I will, well, yeah, I never smoked out of a vaporizer, but I have a hookah and I, I wouldn't bring it to a party. Because you would know that everybody thought you were the guy with no friends. Oh, yeah. I, well, I, I don't know if you're talking shit on hookahs or guys that bring hookahs around that have a traveling case for their hookah. I'm talking about that guy. That guy. Because okay. nobody that really guy. knows that, that guy. guy. He's yeah. a guy who's somebody's friend. A mirror came over with the hookah, you know? Yeah. I love smoking hookah big time. Big, big, big time. But I wouldn't bring it to a place. Mm-hmm. Unless it was specifically requested. So, you big know. Big time. <laughs> big time. <laughs> so I didn't find any... Uh, I didn't find any basalts at the local Lakewood head shop. But it's not a very good head shop, is it? I know. Well, but then I, maybe I should have asked. you got to venture a little farther than Jiffy Lube. <laughs> but, but there were some things that I should have bought at the head shop. Hmm. Now, we've had many shows where I talked about things I should have purchased out of the Southwest Sky Mall. Yeah. We had a show called Shit I Should Have Bought at Costco. But now I made a list of things that I was almost willing to pull out the Todd Perry chase card. I'm ready to throw down some bucks here at the head shop, but then I, I held off not knowing how much money I was going to spend at the Jiffy Lube next door. Hmm. And uh, you guys can judge me on this. I'll give you the price. You guys tell me whether I should have bought it or not bought it. One thing was the poster section, because they always have the poster section at the head shop. Sure. I can already tell you you should have bought a poster at the head shop. <laughs> And the one thing that really caught my fancy was an NWA blacklight poster, where like it had like the pictures of every member of NWA. It had Easy E, okay. Yella, yeah. Dr. Dre, MC Ren, who many people don't know his work. Kiss my black ass, great song. And uh, who else was in NWA? Easy E. It had all of them in a great shot, and it said, you know, NWA, the most notorious rap group. But it was a blacklight. Thing. So if you if you put a black light on, oh, huh? smoking whatever you smoke, uh-huh. you could trip out on the face of Dr. Dre, Ice Cube, and Easy E, and Yella, and you go, what the fuck did Yella ever do? 
But I thought that maybe I should buy that. It was only seventeen ninety nine. That's ah, a little pricey. Yeah, you could probably just you know it's a computer age. You can just print out a bunch of eight and a half by eleven sheets, tape it together. But it's not going to be on felt. It's not going to have the black light material. That's true. Yeah, is this like black velvet that it was on? Because if it was black velvet, it's not black light material. I don't know what that is. Yeah, it's a- like some weird shit created by NASA. You're paying for the quality, then. And I said you should have, you should have bought it. <laughs> But I figured that would have been great in the far-out garage, right? Yeah, if you put it right there and we had black lights in here, although you'd see all the dandruff on my shirt. I'd be uncomfortable coming in here if there was a black light. It's like walking into Space Mountain. (laughs) Got to be very careful. There's a lot of dog hair on my jacket. It would really tie this room together. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Well, it's close. Maybe I can go back there. There was another thing, and it was a box, and it had a picture of a a very snide-looking monkey on it with a fez hat, Hmm. and it said Monkey Kong Dildo. And it was just a horny-looking monkey on a box, right? Yeah, you should have bought that, too. And I wasn't sure whether it was, a, a, like, a monkey penis. Like, somebody who wanted to uh, stimulate themselves or a lover with this, but it was a, a Monkey Kong dildo. And I, was, I wasn't I was sure. Like, I, I, you know. It says Monkey Kong dildo. What aren't you sure of? But I just yeah. don't feel like I could bring home that box, oh. bring it to Mrs. Perry, and be like, hey, I got, you know, I, I got a loop job done in your car, and then I brought home the Monkey Kong dildo. Yeah. Just bring lube with that one too. It was twenty nine ninety nine. All right. See, uh, head shops uh, are very expensive. I see. Yeah, all these things—they all sound great, but it's like you're shopping at the Louvre. <laughs> well, it's like there's the price and there's a head shop price. Holy shit! Like I feel all these things. If I bought it at the Long Beach Swap Meet, it would have been half the price. Yeah. Mm. Uh, there's another thing, and it was uh, this is an odd one to be sold at a head shop, but it was blue contact lenses. <laughs> What? For thirty nine ninety nine, and I have brown eyes. Look, I, I I I'm not a pure white. Yeah, because there's some Native American in my blood, so I have. Uh, and and you have you have brown eyes, Jeff. But I hear they're kind of kind of uh you know what's the uh, the thing between green and brown? Hazel. Hazel. I have hazel wow. eyes. No dude told you that, right? Of course not. <laughs> Maybe the guy you're comparing dicks with <laughs> one episode back maybe told you I had hazel eyes. Right. Yeah, look at your dick. Yeah, look it's at the your same hazel, guy. Who could look, look at, at your the, hazel eyes. I can't even look at your dick. Your hazel <laughs> eyes are hazel so intoxicating. Eyes, same guy who could look at the mushroom part of your dick and say, "Well, that's a twelve gauge. That's an eleven gauge." I guess the millimeters on the head of your penis, Ooh. based on the size of my palate. But I saw I saw these blue contact lenses, and I know it's something that all the Asian girls when I went to high school with used to have. Really? And some of the Asian dudes, they used to do it. They used to have blue contact lenses, and I felt like maybe I'd look like a Fremen from Dune. But, yeah. But the- I don't know. Maybe, I, maybe I'd be kind of like, you know, you look at me, it'd be like, you know, I once had an art teacher at Long Beach State that said he looked into the eyes of Hitler, and it was, it was transfixing. And mm. I thought that maybe if I had... Blue within blue eyes. Yeah. You know, I might be more, you know, I might have a greater ability to manipulate others, you know. I don't know. Uh, you don't watch Eastbound and Down, do you? One, it's one of my favorite shows. One of the characters on there, right? Oh, Scotty. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, he, he lost his mojo, and that's how he got it back. He got the blue contacts in. Yeah. Now, would I be able to get my mojo back for thirty nine ninety nine? Would you put would you put anything in your eyes that costs like thirty nine ninety nine? Again, it's like cheap lobster. You know, you don't want that shit. Well, and I'm sure you have to buy the solution with it, right? You can't just and, and I've I've never stuck anything in my eye. No, not, yeah. You know, besides like eye drops. You just doing that makes me cringe. Like yeah. I'm very eye phobic. 
Uh, it's always God. weird when you see putting, uh, they get, open the eye up. And they, uh, there used to be a kid, Randy Hermosura, who would fuck me up every day. Like, he'd roll his eyes up. Oh, like that, the eye, eye, The eyelids? eyelids. Yeah, the eyelids up and just, like, stare at me every day. Well, all right. Here's a scenario Fucking where Randy. these, uh, it might be worth that twenty nine ninety nine. If you're smoking a lot of weed with your friends and then you're like, oh, let me, like, go out and buy another bong because we broke this bong. We used too much of this bong or whatever. You go to the head shop. You come back and uh, you just are blue-eyed, and they're stoned out of their mind, and they're like, "They're like, wait, what? Oh, so maybe people don't know that you're stoned. You put the contact lens, and your eyes aren't red anymore. You have this nice blue sheen. All right. I was thinking more of like a trick. Yeah, but... that wasn't what he was saying at all. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking the people at the head shop don't give a shit. They know. Oh, that guy was hazel-eyed before he came <laughs> in here. No one, uh, no one at a head shop gives a shit. We can all agree on that, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, the next thing I saw, and this is almost what really got my credit card out of my pocket, and this was a lawn gnome bong, and it, it was a bong, but it looked like a lawn gnome. You know, the, like the like the roaming gnome they right. have in those Travelocity ads. Right. It was that, but it had like a little bong at the top of its head, and it had a little carb near where like his dick would be. Again, where's my Christmas gift? <laughs> Fucking never got this, did I? Like that would be kind of awesome. Like I, I don't, I don't smoke pot, but it would be sweet to have a lawn gnome bong, maybe just sitting on this table when we did the show. Sweet or creepy? Like that one uh, when bongs are in the shapes, that that might be over the line. You want a bong for efficiency, not for novelty. Uh, maybe you're not a true pot smoker. I don't, don't really smoke pot. Because Buck, if people came over to your house in Pedro and you had a long no, uh, lawn gnome, lawn gnome bong, bong, yes, hard to say. Um, I would probably kick them out with the guy who brought the vaporizer. <laughs> oh, really? Get the fuck out with that shit. Really? I don't want, I don't want the troll in here. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're a pure, you're a pure weed smoker. Right. You want the bong that is going to deliver the number one hit to your brain. Straight up. Yeah. yeah you don't want any up. fancy bullshit. No, no. Now, do you think that maybe if you got high and looked at the lawn gnome, like, let, let's just say I'm the lawn gnome and I'm like, hello, Buck. Uh, Nomi? Is that you, Nomi? Hello, Buck. How are you doing today? I haven't talked to you since I was eight. Know me? Are you high? Oh, I'm high, know me. Are you ready to travel to distant lands with know me? I got your hand. You take mine. Let us travel, Buck. We'll go to faraway places that you've never seen. And you can meet my gnome friend. Yeah, is, this, is, this ter- is this like that movie Troll? I remember that movie. That was I'm scary. not going to grow weird green shit out of my hands <laughs> and grub you about the buttocks. You promised that once before. We all know what happened. Gnome. Have you guys heard that David Bowie song about the gnomes? No. Ooh, that's a song. It's uh, before he was famous. It's like a novelty song. And it's like David Bowie singing about gnomes. I was walking down the high street When I heard footsteps behind me And there was a little old man In scarlet and grey Shuffling away from the street Well, he trotted back to my house And he sat beside the telly With his tiny hands on his tummy Chuckling away Laughing all day. Oh, to report you to the gnome office. I'm a laughing gnome and you can't catch me. I'm 
Said the laughing no. And then the last thing well, I saw I gave him at the uh, place, which was interesting to me, which I did not purchase. For nineteen ninety nine, they sold a first time bondage kit. And that had a little like plastic with leather wrapped like a spanker. Like that thing like uh, Madonna has a little dog and she's in that one video where she's on the cat suit and she's spanking. Like a little spanker thing with a little like frilly thing on the end that looks like a cooking utensil. Okay. It had a ball gag, right? It had sex dice where you roll it and it's like uh, one thing says lick and then the other one says balls. Or you, you know, shake it up again. One thing says stroke and the other thing says anus. Right? Is, is there a oh, continual? Yes, and then it also had a mask. Is this a two-player game? <laughs> I'd hope. I mean, it could be a one-player game. Yeah, like, Buck, too. you might be like, you want a little bit of novelty in your Why auto Why am I erotic. just by myself? What the hell? <laughs> you got the ball gag? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Lick anus. Fuck. Fuck me. <laughs> Fuck me. I can't think of anything sadder than a first-time bondage yeah, kit. That's yeah. just really it's depressing. It's like a starter kit. It's yeah. either you're really into bondage right, you're or, into or not. you're not yes. into it. You don't need to be like, oh, let's give it a whirl. That's going to be really uncomfortable for everyone. This thing's made for suburban moms. Yeah. Yes. It means you need to get a divorce. <laughs> if, 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 you're, uh, if you're unsure about your, your positions on bondage or and, and you sit there with your husband, you're not sure who's the dom and who's the sub-dom and... You're trying to work out that math, then clearly you don't have the desire for any of that. Yeah, that's why I. Uh, that's why I didn't buy that. <clears throat> you know. That being said, when you and Sarah are doing your bondage thing, what's the safe word? Do you have a safe word? It's the same thing as our Wi-Fi password. Oh gosh. Which is what? I'm trying to get on the internet <laughs> over here. Today's episode of the Far Out Podcast is brought to you by White People. Come celebrate the diversity. Advice columnist on Slate.com who goes by Dear Prudence, which any of you guys who are big time uh, nerds for music will know that that's based on a Beatles song. Uh, one of the, I'd say if if you had the list of most underrated Beatles songs, is one of my favorite underrated Beatles songs. Like I well, love it's it. on the White Album. How underrated could it be? Yeah, well, right. I mean, anything by the Beatles can't be underrated or underappreciated, but you don't hear people referencing Dear Prudence or people who are casual fans don't talk about Dear Prudence, but it's some of the best playing by the Beatles, which Paul McCartney plays drums, bass, like all that's Paul grooving with himself because Ringo quit that week or something. But uh, So Dear Prudence has an advice column. And I thought that, you know, Dear Prudence gives shitty advice. So we're going to give advice to her uh, constituents, the people who write into her. So I have a couple letters by them. And then I want Buck, Jeff, myself, yeah. we're going to give advice based on 
the uh, submission. First one. Dear Prudence, my wife and I have two wonderful children named Rebecca and Robbie. Both are living at a home while attending a local college. Hmm. Rebecca has developed a real crush on a young man on her class named Jason. Recently, my wife and I returned after a night out, and I went to check on Robbie, who has a room in the basement. I was startled to find him and Jason laying in bed, kissing, and undressing each other. I was not seen, and I left quietly. A few days later, I returned home to the sounds of two men having sex in the basement. (laughs) I love this line. What does that sound like? I got into my car and took a long drive. I think that's what you do. Like, it, no matter how liberal you are or whatever, when you hear your son like duking a dude or being duked, you uh, you take a long drive in your car. Well, I think yeah. if you're have, hearing your kid have sex with any gender, it's you're gonna get out of there real nah, quick. Nah, with this situation, it's either like you said, the giver, or the taker. Yeah, and if it's a taker, that's a long drive. Even longer, like yeah, you take if, an extra twenty on that one. Yeah, exactly. If he's the giver, then you you you, you may be driving to like, your local Seven yeah, Eleven. Right. Uh, when when he's the taker, you hit the freeway. Mm. Yeah. When I got back. Rebecca had just arrived, and she and Robbie and Jason were in the kitchen fixing a snack. You you get hungry. And now you can tell who's on the top or the bottom based on who's cooking, right? I love my son. We'll always support him, but there are several issues. First, we do not tolerate sexual activity in the house regardless of sexual orientation. Wow. That's fair. Understandable. Between the parents, too? (laughs) Well, yeah, well, that's between him and his wife. And, and so God, the, and God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, God should have an, an equal part in the parentage. It should be you, your wife, and uh, God. And the God of Pod. And by Rebecca and Robbie. Robbie, not too Jewy. Rebecca, they're biblical in some way if they have a kid named Rebecca. I, w- I will have to tell him, and he will know that I know. Most important, I fear that Rebecca will be hurt, and I don't want this development to damage the close relationship between she and her brother. What should I do? So there's a twofold thing. Mm-hmm. First of all, how do you it's how do you approach Robbie about having sex in the home? Second of all, how do you approach the daughter who was uh, the, the love of her life was having sex with her brother? So I'm going to ask Buck first. Huh. Buck, first of all, how do you approach your son who's been having sex with another man in the house in which you don't tolerate sexual activity beneath your roof? Or, or, do, or do you tolerate it? Or as the father, do you no. say, hey, go, go no. at it? Tell him, boy, if I'm not getting none, neither are you. You know? Right. Yeah. Uh, that's what I tell him. Yeah. Your, your mom's not giving it up. You're not getting it in my house. The, the moment I start getting some, I'll let you know. Right. I'd be a good dad. Yeah. I think, I think that's, dad. that's, that's oh, that. Yeah, wonderful yeah, dad. Because he, he's not going to call me on it like, oh, shit. Will are, you be are, my dad? Are you having sex with Bob this week? You know, he's not going to ask me that type of shit. So it's but always it, like, but it, but it is nope, a re- still not getting it, son. Sorry. It is a little revealing about your relationship with, with your wife, who's his, who's his mother, which makes things a little uncomfortable with your son. Unless you're that open, you're like, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, I mean, would you go to your son and be like, hey, I got a BJ from, from mom the other day. He wouldn't know that. Oh, I, I figure kids kids are curious. They want to know shit. Yeah. 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 I'm going to be a good dad. Yeah. Dad of the year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff, how would you deal with uh, hearing your son having sex beneath your roof? Um, you know, uh, I've, I've been on the opposite end of that uh, equation. Um, your child was having sex in? 
No, no. I think I've been, you know, uh, my dad is perhaps, you know, aware of mm. sexual activities perhaps happening in his under his roof. Yeah, right. I don't know. It's uh, you know, you just gotta fucking deal with it. We're all adults, whatever. It's gross. I don't want to think about uh, that sort of thing. But it's like, I don't know. I, I got grossed out um, on the last podcast when uh, Buck was talking yeah, about uh, blowing out his nose. Right. So I, I dealt with it. I'm an adult. I can deal with things that are gross. <laughs> Well, I think I would have that like uh, Clark Griswold moment, like with Russ, where he cracks the beer, hmm. and I would sit down and I would say, uh, you know, there's birds and bees. But no, I, I'd sit down with my son and I'd say, look, I caught you having sex. That's got to make you feel fucking awful, right? You've got to feel very uncomfortable about that. You don't ask him how he feels. So let it be known that for all your future sexual shit that goes down in this house, I will know about it. Like, I'm not dumb. I know sex. I know how to smell sex. I can smell gay sex. I can smell straight sex. <laughs> if you had a transsexual uh, down there, you're I could all, smell that you're too. It's about sniffing and smelling. Well, I, as my wife says, I'm like a shapeshifter on uh, that HBO True Blood show. Like, I have a, a keen sense of smell. Yes, you do. And I'd go down there and I'd be like, dude, be sure to wrap it up no matter what end you are of the phallus, and uh, take it easy beneath these uh, beneath these hollowed walls. This is not this is not a fucking brothel, dude. If you need to do it, you, there's and I, and I would give him a list of all the local hotel rooms and what they cost, and I'd say if you can't afford it, fucking get a job and duke it out as much as you like, but there's going to be no sex in this household. This is Todd Perry speaking, motherfucker. But by the way, um, I want to make sure that you... And your your man, Jason, we all go out for a coffee. Or if you're of drinking age, you go out for a drink. And I can make both of you as uncomfortable as possible about it. Right. But, you know, if you're gay, God bless. Enjoy yourself. So, I'm sorry. The gay guy was also her uh, his brother's girlfriend? Well, no. Yeah. I think she had a crush on him. Rebecca uh, had a crush on him. Well, uh, here's the complicated thing on this. Because kids these days, that girl kids knew... That that guy was gay. She was just basically bringing that dude home for her brother to fuck, essentially. I don't think so. Wow. I think I think a lot of women uh, ascribe stuff to men that they don't like. They, they can be duped, even though the guy's wildly gay. You see this in many times, many different marriages where a woman marries a gay man because he's so in tune to her needs and everything. So what I would say is, uh, I don't know. So Buck, how would you deal with telling Rebecca? That Jason was a homosexual and then uh, your son. How would you deal with that? That's a deep, deep talk. You know? Yeah, take him out to something to eat, you know? Have it be not about the subject itself. But, uh, yeah, I don't I don't know how to approach that, you know? I, I'm not sure. You, you caught me cold, Todd. I'm sorry. I, I don't have any advice here. I would... I'm sorry. Yeah, no, Jeff... Uh, you got anything on that? I would I would tell that girl like as I as I said earlier like she she's obviously it's just a charade to bring a, a dude for her brother to fuck home from college or whatever <laughs> like just be like yo you could be honest with me you know uh, stop being in love with gay dudes or whatever you know as a family <laughs> man I feel like I'd be a little more Bill Cosby about it you gotta go cause yeah, when I, I showed up here you were watching Cosby Show tonight what? I was me and my wife were watching the Cosby Show Tootie. Tootie, that's facts of life. Yeah, that's facts of life. Well, who's a, who's, I'm sorry, I'm being racist. Rudy. Oh, I was yeah. close. Come on. Rudy and, and I would, I would Rudy sit, and Tootie. I, I would sit down with Rebecca and be like, now, Rebecca, there's a man named Jason, 
And I understand that you would have certain feelings, jello pudding, for this man because he is an attractive man and he has many effeminate qualities where you could sit and have a relationship together. And you could love each other. Just like I love Felicia Ayers Allen, a.k.a. Felicia Rashad, my wife. And then I would sit down and I'd explain to her that maybe some of the reasons that you were attracted to her were the same reason that your brother was. And that this man, Jason, although you really like him, uh, is not so sure about his own sexuality, so he might have led you on. But that deals more with Jason's insecurity, and it has nothing to do with your pure love for him. you got to throw it on him, not her. And And I will say this, and I will say, listen, Rebecca, I saw... Uh, Jason being duked very hard Wow By your brother And let me tell you He's not into you <laughs> I saw and he had a look of pleasure on his face That was something I have not experienced for 30 years Because I've been married to your mother <laughs> He had the King Kong dildo in his hand And then I played the Do 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 Like the, the, the nice The early Cosby show theme right. song And I'd sit down And I'd take her out for a I, I take her to a really nice brunch. Well, I think you're getting very binary with the situation because what, if, like you know, uh, uh, sexuality is a spectrum, and uh, what if um, I forget Jason is the 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 boy that isn't related to anybody in this story, right? Uh, hopefully not. Oh well, whoever, the, whichever boy is not related to anybody, maybe he gets off on getting duped by uh, brother and sister teams. Uh, no, I'm not going to let that happen in my house or amongst my family <laughs> relations because that, that means that everybody's a habitual line stepper. And there's got to be clear boundaries in the house between who's fucking who. Mm-hmm. Father is fucking mother. Jason is fucking Robbie. Robbie's fucking Jason. If if they're into switching or they're uh, – I, I forget what the term is. They're uh, into both. And Rebecca needs to go out and go to the club. It's so like maybe – It's like the Manson family. So, so then I give her a 20. Huh. And it's a Rebecca time to hit the club. Because, you know, get out there, get yourself a Red Bull vodka. That 20 will almost get her half of a Red Bull vodka. <laughs> and then also, uh, I'd allow her one free reign of sex. Yeah, you're telling with her. Any man that came through there. You're telling her to fuck her way back in, into it. Yeah, that's yeah. good advice yeah. for your daughter. Well, you know. I, I've, Just go get your fuck on. I, I think everybody can gauge by my brilliant reptile husbandry that I have with my tortoise here, who's very healthy. Look yeah. at look at that shell, and my dog that's totally fine that's only tried to assault Jeff twice. So next, now we have another one, dear Prudence. Oh, in the summer of 2011, my wife and I purchased a top of the line Joe Pen vibrator. We used it a few times, and we were beginning to really integrate it into our sex lives when my wife died suddenly of a heart attack. Oh. In parentheses, I really don't like where this is going. Uh, the vibrator had nothing to do with that. I'm, so, I'm sorry, it was Joe Pen. Yeah, I guess I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know brand names of vibrators. Look, Joe no, Pen no, makes no, the no. best vibrators no, in America. Sorry, of course, the, that was the middle pen. Between, That's like the Mercedes of vibrators. The middle pen between Michael and Sean. He was he, he was known for dildos. What he was known for? He was a fine dildo manufacturer. And yeah, I, I know the pens. Now. More than a year later, I've begun to date again. I met a woman with an open mind, and I'm thinking she might be interested in using the Joe Pen vibrator. But I'm not sure how or whether to suggest it. Is it creepy to offer a dead woman's vibrator to someone else? And if so, what else can I do with it? Sell it on Craigslist? 
It's an expensive piece of equipment, barely oh, used, and it should and it should be employed and loved once again. Should I toss it or use it? But can you hand me a beer? Yeah, no worries. Uh, that sounds like the start of a Scooby-Doo episode where the ghosts are chasing the kids. It's the ghost of the dead wife who got vibrated upon by the new wife. <laughs> now let's say let's let's for rush get him, Raggy. <laughs> for conversation's sake, let's say this vibrator costs three hundred dollars. Right? Now, now, Jeff, if you had this lying around the house, and let's say you lost your your dear girlfriend. But there's no way in hell you can resell it. Well, I don't know. I mean, g- give me your opinion on this. What do you do with it? Do you well, use it on the... Maybe there's a very attractive woman coming in that has a uh, preference for high-end sex toys. Okay. Uh, I would, under no circumstances, reuse a vibrator right. uh, regardless of cost. Like, maybe if it was like a... I don't know what a Joe Penn vibrator is. If it's $500,000... Oh, it's bank. Then yeah, maybe you try and resell it, or maybe you know you just save it as a memento of your dead wife. Uh, it's unacceptable to <laughs> you put it near the urn. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yes. Put it in the urn, turn it on once in a while. Let's see them ashes shake, flutter into the air. I'm saying- I figured that would be like getting one of those KitchenAid mixers, and you zzzz, and you see the ashes start swirling around like a Jeez. ghost in the air zzzz, until your elbow gives. I'm saying he's pretty damn disrespectful not to bury her with it, because that's the that's that's what I would fucking do, and that's the only acceptable thing in my eyes. Is to b- bury the woman with the baby. See ya, honey. You know, uh, you know I, I, a vibrator does a thing that vibrates, like and turn it on right when she's going down. Maybe it's one of those kind that have the uh, the remote on it. So then you can have it in the corpse, Jeez. and you can have it in the corpse. Like, yeah, the Undertaker be like, right. this, this was her best friend, and it's in, in there. And then from you know, you go you go to the grave. Mm. As long as those batteries are still working, you place some flowers in. Yeah, and then you if give you her didn't a little- like where this was going before. <laughs> Where's it going now? Well, bro? let me try and flip this around. I guess <laughs> if um, if some if a friend of yours died yeah. and he had like a you know a very. Uh, a, large stash of pornography yep. and he willed it to you would you jack off to it sure that's okay. different yeah that's different well, it depends if our tastes aligned that's true well how do you how does he know that his uh wife and his new girls tastes align what if he's shoving like some weird old vibrator that got his wife off and well, his they're, new they're, girlfriend they right. both chose the same man and the same man like this guy has the same equipment that his deceased wife and that the new woman appreciates Right, because she's with him, she, right. his his wang is equivalent to the Japon ja, 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 Joe Pen Joe Pen vibrator. <laughs> Sounds very French. What I would do is, I would take out the parts and I'd try to use it for something else. Like I would, I, <laughs> I would strip away the rubber right. of it, and I'd find some way to maybe add it to some cooking utensils. Sure, and I, I'd try to find a way to repurpose the vibrator. Right, you know. Into something like that. Maybe, oh, here's what I do. I take the vibrating element and I, you know, people have like little, uh, like little, like, uh, little twirly things in their garden that spin around. Sure. Like they'll have like those little, like a like, pinwheel kind of like thing. Like a pinwheel. And I'd, I'd put it out there near her flowers and then I'd, bzzz, and I'd get that going and I'd put it towards a memorial for her. And mm. I, I'm sorry I'd be out oh, the cash. That's sweet. Yeah. Well, what if instead of an uh, instead of the eternal flame, the eternal vibrator yes, on her yes. gravestone? Yes. So I'm sure if it's a, a Joe Pen, it works for years, decades. And then we have our last one. And we'll call it a show. Oh. 
Dear Prudence, Three months ago, the woman who was having an affair with my husband died suddenly from an accident. Hmm. I found out about their affair only two days after her funeral. She was in the early weeks of pregnancy when she died, and my husband doesn't know whether he or her husband was the father. Buck, this takes your skills. This is drama. I love this. Yeah. Out of knowing who is the father or not the father. <clears throat> this is Maury right now. No, I'm feeling it. So on top of everything, he's also grieving for a baby which may or not been his. I find it extremely difficult to be emotionally supportive when he wakes up at 3 a.m. crying and trembling, yet I do not have the heart to yell at him like I want to. He says she's dead, so there's no reason for me to feel jealous or threatened and ask for my understanding as he grieves. I asked him to visit a marriage therapist together, and he said he's not ready to work on our marriage and thinks he needs to see if a grief therapist instead. Wow. Do I need to give him time to mourn the loss of his mistress, or should I demand he focus on our marriage? Buck Perez. Well, obviously, she's in another state right now. I mean, come on. He... He did something wrong to her. He cheated on her. Yes. And she's still feeling sympathy somewhat for him. Come on. This is this is the advice I will give on my daily talk show when I eventually have it. I mean, they're giving yeah. one to, they're, they've just given one to MC Search, which I'm looking forward to watching tomorrow. Oh, from third base? Yeah. I'm just going to sit home and watch Search. Well, what what channel is that on? I it? think Channel 5. It's just starting, dude. I like MC Search. Okay. Yeah, he's pretty fucking stupid. But he's real. That's what the commercial is all about. Yeah. Yeah, but... uh. No. Uh, she should definitely cut it off with this husband guy. This guy's that. This guy should be out of her life. Thank you. That's up with it. Buck, you should be the new Maury Povich. Yeah, like, I you think go. you should get some real. I deserve a talk show, damn it. I know. Buck Perez. So. Give me the time. Jeff Harmatz. Uh, I think we still got to go back to the ghost on this thing. We got to get the Ouija board out, ask that ghost uh, what the baby, uh, which baby it was. Mm. Who's and, the father? We need to yeah. do a post-mortem paternity test. Exactly. With Miss Cleo. So, so you're saying we need to dig the corpse up and find out? Well, she was I wasn't advocating. Ch- I'm sure she was buried with child. Yeah, he I wasn't was, advocating. He was thinking more spiritually. Spiritually, but I uh, I will also advocate grave robbing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, <laughs> far out podcast endorse grave robbing. Yeah, on record. Uh, I'm going to say that this woman is way too, like, uh, this woman is way too, um, she, she has coalesced way too much into his emotions. And the fact that he is way too involved emotionally in the ex. Right. Uh, well, first of all, she should not give a shit about. Her husband at this point. Yeah. And like, she deserves to give no emotional support to her husband whatsoever. And at this point, because he cheated on her and obviously didn't give a shit about her enough to possibly knock up another woman who died, I say her job is no longer to give any emotional support to this man. Her job is to move on with her fucking life, and she can divorce him real hard and take all his shit because he's grieving. He's at a point where he's emotionally unbalanced. She should take everything and leave. That's his own emotional shit to deal with, and he can process that however he likes. But you know what? He's going to deal with the death of potentially his child, that his mistress, and his wife leaving his ass. I say, woman, get the fuck out. 
Well, did the letter say whether he was still fucking the, the mistress or not? Well, if he knocked her up. But is he still fucking her? He's emotionally still invested. It doesn't matter. But what is he still fucking to, her in the this day. in the grounds? Yeah. To no. This day. Is he still fucking the day. corpse? Oh, well, I, I don't. Is that I don't still know going that. on? I don't know that. But no. I, I say. She I think should. that's the underlying. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. My my emotional hand sweep yes. was not. I'm ending the show. It was <laughs> saying, like <laughs> I'm saying, shut the fuck up, Jeff. No, it was you like you have a, no point on this matter. I'm saying she needs to diss that zero. And get the fuck out. This is the greatest opportunity you have to ever leave your man is the dead mistress. Right. You should have no emotional care for this man. It's a free pass. But, yeah, you were like a conductor of an orchestra right there. Todd sweeps his arm like this and everything stopped. It was amazing. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff got real, it was just, real <laughs> silenced, humbled by that hand gesture. <laughs> I like to thank everybody for listening to the Far Out Podcast. I like to thank, like to thank Buck Perez. Oh, thank you. I like to thank Jeff Hummel. Thanks very much. I feel like I've been a little stuttery on this show because I've drunk heavily. There's been a lot yeah. of Bud Platinum. You can see, you got four, I got one. You got like six in front of you right now. Yeah, you're, you're, you're double dipping on me. It's been a long recording session. Sure. FarOutPodcast.com, throw your comments up. Oh,